Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, sports fans, and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show, the sports podcast that's by the fans for the fans where you can guarantee explosive debate trending topics big interviews and guests and regular uploads proudly sponsored by prestige paving and patios and anstis grounds and gardens so strap yourself in for the latest episode of the ttm sports show Good evening and welcome to the TCM Sports Show. My name is James Hounsell and we are now at episode 60. So a um, little bit of housekeeping before. James Harrison, usual co-host of the TCM Sports Show, is unavailable tonight. He's actually contracted COVID-19 and uh, even though he's actually double jabbed, unlike Novak Djokovic, he is very, very ill with COVID at the moment. So he's unavailable tonight, but he will be back. He'll be back as soon as he can be and no doubt he is listening listen to us as well so James all the best get well soon um luckily I'm not alone tonight I haven't been left in the lurch by James um obviously get well soon James but you know you have left me in the lurch here a little bit but I'm very pleased to be joined by former yeah. Premier League referee Sorry. James that's for you son James. yeah the red card is out the already for you. <laughs> all not the first about, time all, about all, it. All, all joking apart James hope you get well soon uh, my friend um Listen, you've been double jabbed, so it may have been worse if you hadn't been jabbed. So Exactly. You know, good advert for the jab, maybe. Um, but like I said, I'm delighted to be joined tonight by former Premier League referee, Mark Halsey. Mark, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. Um, enjoying the sunshine today. It's been a gorgeous day here in Spain today, in uh, southern Spain, down in, uh, in the uh, Alicante region. It's been gorgeous, glorious. Very good. Very nice of you to rub that in on a cold <laughs> Monday in Southwest England, um, down in down in Somerset, actually. Where oh, down we in are. Somerset, eh? Yeah, we're it. down in Somerset. Froome in Somerset, if you've ever heard of it, Mark. But um, I've, so I've, really, I've heard of it. I've been through it. <laughs> I'm sure you've been through it. Never stopped your car there, though. I may not uh, take the mic out the accent because I'll get, I might get into trouble. <laughs> you might do, because the majority of our listeners probably are from uh, the, the, the 
the uh, the county of Somerset, so they wouldn't be happy oh, no, about great, that. Great, great county, great, great cricket county as well. Lovely cricket. It is, it is. You're right. Um, so, Mark, um, obviously, since last we spoke to you, it's been been about a year now, I reckon. Um, yeah, yeah, that long. Yeah, I reckon it's been about a year. What what have you been up to? Um, obviously, uh, well, just enjoying the sunshine. Obviously, I'm a manager of a football team out here. Um, really? You can follow us on Facebook, um, Oliver Costa Vectrianos, and on Twitter as well. Um, you know, it's, we, we, my, my players struggle out here because obviously the majority are English. We have a few Spanish um, players, a few um, uh, Romanian players, and it's, uh, mul- you know, mul- it's... It's, it's testing, to say the least. Um, especially yesterday, we had a game, we played a team that was unbeaten. Uh, we lost 5-0. Um, but the scoreline doesn't do us justice. And the problem I have is is with the referees. Uh, I mean, I had, 10, I, had 10, I had 10 cautions yesterday. 10 of my players were cautioned and, really? two, and two were sent off. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> well, he lost five nil, Mark. Yeah, and that's and that and that's a veterano. That's veterans, and it's very serious out here. So yeah, you know we're allowed we're allowed you know three we're allowed to sign on three players from thirty to thirty five. Right. Sorry, five five players thirty to thirty five, but only three can play, and the rest have to be over thirty six. So or 30, right, over okay. thirty five. Sorry. So uh, um, yeah, it's very testing yesterday. My my players get very upset. With the refereeing out here, um, yeah. I feel that we get hard done by because majority of the team are English and and you know that's, that's our culture. We we go in, we're going to challenge challenges hard, yeah. and, and and other teams think we're too physical. And um, the referees, it's, it's difficult for me to to criticise the referee. Um, I, I I keep me lip uh, me, me lip me mouth shut, and because yeah, yeah. I can I can see the frustrations, but. I, I keep telling our players, listen, you cannot do this, you cannot do that. Playing football in Spain is totally different to playing football in, in England or the way the referees referee the game is totally different to what to what they normally or they used to get in, in the UK. So it, it is a uh, it is tough, but uh, I, I've been called to a to the league. I've been summoned before the league. Uh, Meant to be going tomorrow night, but I can't do it because my wife and my, my daughter, who's fluent Spanish, who I have to take with me to to translate. So they're not here till next Tuesday. So uh, I have to go to the league meeting uh, a week Tuesday. So uh, I've been summoned. Uh, well, <laughs> the, the last thing I thought you were going to say, Mark, was that you're currently managing a Spanish uh, lower league team. So that's great. The problem, the problem I have, they know who I am. So yeah, yeah, problem, of course. See? You know, yeah. Well, you would think that maybe that would mean that they would maybe sometimes put the better referees on. Um, maybe not. Maybe they're looking to impress. Maybe well, they're looking to get one over on you. Who knows? Yeah, listen, I, I see it. I see it from a, a refereeing point of view. You know, even them, even when decisions go against us. Um, you know, we had a we had a play yesterday that it was about oh, half a meter from the chap that absolutely lashed the ball, having a shot at goal. He's turned his back and protects himself from his arm. He's hit his arm. He's given the penalty. It's never a penalty, but listen, you, you, you have to go go with his judgment. It's subjective, but he then cautions my player for a deliberate handball. Really? <laughs> and then he ends up getting sent off late in the second half because the, he's gone and picked the ball up and put it where the free kick should have been and put the ball down. And the referee's given him a second yellow card for picking the ball up and putting it down. <laughs> And off he goes. So, right. it, you, know, you can understand the frustrations of the players because they don't oh, yeah. get 
fair deal out of them, you know. So it's, it's very difficult. But anyway, listen, it is what it is. And uh, I've got to try and educate them. Yeah, well, look, at least you're enjoying yourself and you're keeping involved <laughs> in the game, which is the main thing. Um, back to football in this country. Um, VAR this season, again, has been causing... You talk about frustrations, you know, I don't think there's a bigger frustration in football at the moment than VAR. So we have had some slight tweaks to VAR over the summer before before this season. Um, you know, the handball rules slightly changed um, in terms of defenders in, in the box. Uh, sorry, attackers in the box now um, can get away with sort of, you know, the accidental touch. Give you an example, Mo Salah at, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium uh, for the second goal. Hits him on the arm, ball ends up going across goal, and I uh, can't remember who put it in. Um, might have been Andy Robertson uh, scored the goal that day, but it did hit Salah's hand. In the other box, penalty. In in the attacking box, no, you know, it's one that's a difficult one to understand for me as a, you know as a player myself. Um, VAR this season is it is it any better? Of the teething problems lessened, or is it you know same old, same old? No, I, I think um, I think the problem is we're seeing we're seeing many many con- inconsistencies mm. with with VAR. Um, you know when they cut when when they recommend a review or when do they not recommend a review? And if we look back to when it first come implemented into the, into the Premier League, I think well I think it two or three seasons ago when it first came into the Premier League, and um, you know they said give it a chance, it will improve. Um, over over the seasons, it will get better. But for me, it's not getting any better. No, it, no. It, 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 and it's and it's and for me, if we if we look at the twenty twenty Euros, look at Roberto Roberto Rossetti's team. You know, he, he's in charge of the UEFA referees. Look how they we went through the Euro twenty twenty. It was fantastic. All yeah. you know, it was most probably one or two issues or one or two decisions perhaps we didn't agree with. But on the whole. If you look at the refereeing standards and VAR standards, it, it was excellent. And and I know, I know when you look at the Euro twenty twenty, they're picking all the best referees from around Europe. Okay, I, I get that. But you know, if we look into in, into the, the the EPL, I, I just think that the standard. I, and then I don't, and I don't blame the referees. Listen, we've got some very very good referees. Mm. Michael, for me, Michael Oliver is by far our best referee, without a shadow of a doubt. And I'll get a little bit of criticism from from people saying, "Oh, he's not our best referee." Well, who is then? You know, mm. so, but yeah, you look at likes so of we've got some good young referees coming through. Uh, Chris Kavanagh, when I thought he got onto this, thought, oh, what a great referee he's going to be. He's, you know, he's really pleased to see him promoted. But they seem to, um, you know, Paul Tierney, Craig Pawson, um, who else we got? Uh, John Brooks has just come into the fold. We've got uh, Rob Jones just coming in. Yeah, all, all good, all good young referees. And it, it, it's, I, I don't know. It, it just seemed to take three steps forward and two steps back. Mm. And but I and I and I don't blame I don't blame these 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 referees. Um, I think it's the training and education. Like going back to Roberto Rossetti, you know, the training, the education, um, the leadership and direction. And for me, that's what it's all about. It, you know, it's, it's all about bringing through natural ability referees, not manufactured. And that's we've got far too many manufactured referees at the moment, not and not being able to show their natural ability to go out and referee football matches. And you, you take those guys from you know the active active field of play, and we're putting them into the into Stockley Park. So they're not only yeah, just that. doing the active refereeing; they're then going into Stockley Park. They could be refereeing Saturday, and then on a Sunday they're in they're in the, the VAR room. Now, 
Yeah, you know, I, I think for me, we've got to have a set of active officials that are solely refereeing week in, week out. Okay. And then we have a, a set of non active officials, retired top referees. Yeah, 100%. Been there, seen it, done it, worn the t shirt, doing the VAR. And that's all they do. They don't go out and referee on the field of play because yeah. they're too old. They sit and do the VAR. But then it's the leadership and direction, the training and education, because we're seeing at present, we're seeing, you know, so many inconsistencies, like I said earlier, so many inconsistencies with VAR when they get involved, when they don't get involved. We've we've seen recently, where is it? That um, What can I think of? Let's, let's go back to oh, Newcastle United, Tottenham, uh, Newcastle, Man City, Ryan Fraser, when Edison comes speeding out and just wipes him out, mm. wipes him out. Now, how can that not be a clear and obvious error? How can that not be reviewed? How? Because yeah. it's the most blatant, as a referee, it's the most blatant penalty that you would you would wish to come your way to give. And I just don't understand how the referee's not given it. And secondly, how VAR not recommended that as a, as a, as a review for a, a clear and obvious error. Okay, perhaps the referee... You, I think, yeah, if my memory serves me right, he had, a, he had a great view, but he may he may just not had the right view and angle. He might have just been blocked at that or that time when the challenge went in. Not not sure, but in that case, for me, VAR should have got involved. Yeah, um, you make a really good point, Mark, about um, the the Stockley Park as well with the inactive and active referee situation. Um, I agree. Sorry, just, um, I, think, I just think I just think the other on the other part of that as well. Why do we have to go to Stockley Park? You know, we're, there should be one. There should be they're all one team. So you know, wherever you go to football grounds in 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 the UK, all the TV trucks are always out in the car park. So why ain't the the, the, the VAR yeah. chap in the car park in the in the TV truck? So he travels to the game. He travels. He meet. He's with the referee. If, they still, I mean, when I was on, I think they still do it. They go to the hotel, they get the, they get bussed into the ground from the hotel, you know. So they're all together. They're all together as a, as one team, mm. one team. And I think, you know, do, why do they need to be at Stockley Park? Yeah, and also, um, you know, the technology exists. They could be sat on, you know, where the fourth official is. We could have him there with with an iPad. You know, you could. The technology exists that it could be done so much better than what you know. Then you get this awful delay. Where then it takes you know five to ten seconds for it to the pictures to then go up onto the screen. Then you get the delay of then the TV have to put it on, and it just it just delays and delays. When yeah. you could have a guy sat at pitch level with with an iPad or a tablet um, or a small TV, see some of the coaches having it now, don't you? Yeah, um, you do. Yeah, and they could have that with them, and they're at pitch side then, and you get a far more you know different perspective from there, and, and probably a better one. Um, uh, another thing with um, Stockley Park. Um, probably never going to happen but having ex-players uh in the var control room has been spoken about um it's obviously not ideal and there's obviously a lot of probably barriers to get by to have that but what are the main reasons why you couldn't have that or would it not benefit to have that well i I think i think um what what they should do i mean there's, there's two things here i think i think what what should happen is ex players should go to the referee training camps and 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 go through challenges to show them what 
you know, to recognise what a, what a, what a serious foul play challenge is and what isn't a serious foul play challenge. You know, we saw with with the Harry Kane situation at, at yeah. Robertson against Liverpool. I mean, I'm watching, I'm sitting watching that, and you're thinking, how on earth is that not being recommended for review for a red card? Most blatant mm. red card you'd wish to meet. So I think it know, was checked. That I think it actually might have been. It, it was, but they felt it wasn't. It didn't impact enough, or it wasn't, uh, mm. you know, high enough on the leg or whatever. But perhaps players could help by going to the referees' training sessions and, and going through video sessions to show them what is a bad tackle and what isn't a bad tackle. Mm. And I think, I think the, other, the other thing is that we, what we need to do is we need to hear the conversation between the referee yeah. and the VAR. So everybody knows what is going on. What, what are they looking at? Why are they recommending the review? Why haven't they recommended the review? So then they, you know, they can hear that conversation and... You know, spectators may not agree with it, but then they would accept it and respect yeah. it because they can understand the process that they go through on checking on checking situations. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's, there's, like I was just saying a second ago, the technology all, all exists. That the, It could there. be so much more transparent. You know, you look at the NFL, for example. Yeah. As soon as they make a decision, uh, with, they use the video-assisted referee, and that you know when they throw the flag on and everything else, then the then the then the umpire gets on the microphone and announces it to the crowd. That's right. You yeah, know? absolutely. And, and, and going back to you know the training and education, um, you know, I, with, with 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 a referee, because I, I I do think that over over the years the standard is dropping year after year after year since the present management took control, and I do really believe it's. And I don't blame blame referees because I said before, you know, we've got some great referees, yeah. some excellent young referees, and I forgot to add Andy Madley as well. Um, and it's and I always say that in in football, you've you've got excellent coaches, football coaches that turn average players into good players, good players into excellent players, and excellent yeah. players into international players. That yeah. is no different to 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 referee coaches. And the problem we've got is we've got a big big problem where we haven't got enough, we haven't got no quality coaches in place to. To move these referees forward from you know from their non-league um, their, their non-league refereeing days into you know the national league into the football league and football league into the Premier League, we haven't got we haven't got those those top coaches. Yeah, I mean, I obviously play football a lot further down the pyramid, a lot far far further down. But the, the standard of referee in um, I play county level and the standard refereeing at times, and no disrespect, it, it, it can be really bad. Um, like, Don't worry, I, I have my, I have my brother on the phone. He manages Ware Football Club in the summer. Yeah, I remember Central. you saying last time. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, that's obviously that's higher up again. Like, and if the stand, yeah. that's probably is that step six, seven? Is that where? Yeah. where yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that you know that's even a little bit higher again. But yeah. um, you know, it, it's a concern. But it's probably is unfortunately the result of not enough referees. So you've got you know we're yeah. sometimes having officials but, in there. You know, they're probably in their 60s, um, you know, at least running the line. And we've had occasions where, you know, instead of two linesmen, there's only one. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's, it, it's very, very similar to... Um, it is. It is difficult. It, you know, difficult. Almost, there's almost not as many coming into the to the field as there are coming out of it now. Um, it's there's a worry. Men- there's, there's not enough mentors, enough coaches at that level mm. as well to help. Them. That's the problem. That, that is yeah. the problem. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, I don't even think it's necessarily... I mean, obviously, the abuse is bad. I, I, you know, I'm fully aware that the, the referees they do take a lot of verbal on, on, yeah, on the sideline yeah. and from players, absolutely, especially at those sort of levels. But I've never witnessed it ever get 
um, anything more than verbal. Obviously, not that verbal is okay. Um, I've never witnessed violence or anything like that. Um, no, no. But it was obviously a big problem in in different areas of the country yeah. as well. So that obviously is playing a part. Um, so you know, very difficult. But you know, we're we're in agreement, probably, Mark, that from probably grassroots all the way up, that the standard refereeing in this country is not not as high as it could be. Now, one thing I've always wondered, and I don't know whether this is completely out of question or impossible. You more like to know than me. We've got the we've got the biggest league in the world. We've got the most the most money. We've got the richest league. We've got the biggest TV deals. We go out. We buy the best players. We've got the best coaches. We've got the best facilities, stadiums, everything. You name it. Why don't we go and get the best referees from the other leagues and bring them to our league? Because then that would stop the, um, the you know the, the progress of our of our referees, and that mm. wouldn't that wouldn't happen. That would never happen anyway. So, but what we need to do is invest in more mentors, more better coaches. I mean, like myself, you know, why are they not got people like myself there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you've got to forget, you've got to forget what went on years ago with me and certain and, and, and whatever, whatever happened with, with management and that, but we're all here for the betterment of, of referees. Mm. Yeah. And, and if that, you know, so be it, it's get, it's get, you know, we've got too many guys that have left, left the scene, Howard Webb, Mark Clanberg, Lee Probert, Peter Walton, um, you know, all none of them, none of them involved, none of them involved. Mm. Um, so what that 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 tells the story, doesn't it? But listen, that's it's a shame. But uh, there's so much, there's so much talent there that would, you know, were very good referees all applying their trade somewhere else around the world. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's incredible. You know, Mark Plattenberg was out. He's the chairman of the referees in Greece. Is that's that right? right? Yeah, he's working. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. what what a loss to you know refereeing in this country yourself yeah. you're managing a, yeah. a, a lower league spanish team <laughs> at the weekend you know when you could be sitting in a var room with mark clattenberg you know oh no i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be sitting next to him I tell well you. you know for example you know <laughs> for example it could be worse you could be sat there next to jamie carragher or gary neville sorry, so um, sorry Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um but no uh totally right i totally get what you're saying you know it would be the equivalent of uh you know if if every single Premier League player who'd ever won the Premier League never went into coaching in this country. You know, it's the equivalent oh, yeah. of that. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Um, so it's disappointing. Um, moving on to from bad refereeing to strange refereeing or officiating, I suppose, touch a little bit on the, the African Cup of Nations. Um, we've had some odds goings on in the AFCON. Is is the standard of refereeing, is it is it simply that the organisation is so bad? Is it that the education, like you say before, is not there? Is it that the, the infrastructure is not there to, to have the, these guys at the standard it need to be? Is there more that yeah. FIFA can do? Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's the in- infrastructure in, in, in those in those those countries. Um, I suppose, you know, you need a lot of money to, to bring, you know, to bring it up to scratch with, with, with their... With their federations, uh, it must. It's very, it's very difficult. And like you say, like I said earlier, I think it's it's, it's training, education, the leadership, and direction. And like, and, and you can see why perhaps other referees, ex referees that retired, go to go go abroad to places and help. You know, and mm. if, if an offer come my way to go out there and help these referees, I'll be on the plane straight out there to help them. So no, I could, I know I would make a difference. Yeah. So yeah, I think you know it's a, it's about giving them that confidence and. And, and listen, players, um, referees are like players. Um, you, you can't be at your best every week in, week out. You, you're, yeah. you're, human. you're human. And sometimes ref, referees, 
need a bit of loving um, an arm round and, and to boost their confidence up or some, you know, some are different. Some need to kick up the backside. So yeah. it's about, it's about managing that group of like, it's no difference from managing a group of players to managing yeah. a group of referees. You're managing, you're managing that dressing room. So I think that's, that, I think that that's a lot. And I think that's perhaps what's happening in the Premier League as well at, at the present. It's, you know, some referees need a little bit, you know, it's about managing, it's about managing men. That That's what it's all about. Managing, managing your team. Um, yeah. And I think that's no different to when you go out to these, you know, the the, the African nations, and uh, you know they've, they've come a long way. To be fair, they've they've come a long way um, over the years with in their abilities. That especially the African players, they've come a long, long way. Yeah. And you see quite you see very many in the Premier League, in the Championship, and even in League One, and League Two. So mm. you know, so hopefully um, with, with the players stepping up, they hopefully their their referees may may follow suit, but only if they get that that leadership and direction and training education and the the the, the, the top class coaching yeah no to- totally agree um just a little last one for me um mark bit bit of football not refereeing related actually um just something in the news today yesterday broke over the yesterday um man i'm sure you've had your dealings with in in the past um no doubt on the touchline and on the pitch uh well not on the pitch in this country but Certainly, at games is Rafa Benitez sacked by Everton. Um, you 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 know him as a person. Um, was it ever going to work? Listen, I, I think he's a terrific guy, um, Rafa. I've, you know, I've, I've met him outside football as well so in, in in Spain when he brought Newcastle. They when we brought Newcastle over to this area because they come out here and had a, a winter break just down the road here from me. Um, went with him, me and my daughter. You know, met him, had a cup of coffee with him. But lo- lo- lovely guy, lovely guy, and I always remember him writing to me as well when I was, um, you know, battling my illness as well. So, I think, um, yeah, I, listen, it, it was a, it was a, I think it was a, a risky appointment, obviously, yeah. with the Evertonians and you know, getting getting a, you know someone that's managed Liverpool for many years to come into Goodison Park. I think that's. That was risky, and um, and this proved to be so, isn't it? I, I feel for him. I, was, I really, I was really hoping that um, that it would work. And I know, I know, you know a good friend of mine who's a kit manager there, Jimmy Martin at, at Goodison Park, who I talk with quite, you know, regularly. He's, he's, yeah. he's got a place out here, and he said he, he, he couldn't speak highly of, of, of Rafa. Really, it's just yeah, it's yeah. just a, it's just a stranger, you know. Top top coach, obviously. Um, yeah. When he left Newcastle, he's obviously gone out to China. Do you think maybe, maybe slightly lost the edge? Maybe going over to China and coaching out there. Well, Do you think it might have uh, took the edge off uh, him? Because I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I just think that it was it was a tough, tough ask for him to come in and, mm. and, and manage Everton Football Club. So listen, it's a wonderful football club. It's got wonderful supporters. Most probably some of the best in in in, in the Premier League. It's a wonderful, you know, wonderful stadium. It's a shame they're going to be leaving, leaving Goodison Park. Mm, so yeah. one, of my, one of my favourite grounds, but one of the hardest grounds to referee at. So because the fans know their football, but it's the people's club and it's a tremendous, it's a wonderful football club. So, and it, it's a club that listens to their fans. And um, it was, it, uh, it, listen, I really hoped it was going to work because I thought he'd come and do a really good job for the football club. But obviously it hasn't worked out that way. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's, um, it's a shame. It's a great shame. It is. It is a shame because you know, like like you say, you talk about the club in itself. It, it's ready to explode, really. Uh, yeah. Um, again, but it's just 
we, we, we spoke about them on the podcast uh, the other week and, you know, it's just square pegs and round holes all over the yeah. place. That, that's the yeah. issue with Everton um, for sure. It's, you know, it's literally just square pegs and round holes. Um, but yeah, uh, Mark, absolute pleasure to, to have you here with us tonight. Thank you for joining us again. Um, big friend of the show, obviously. Unfortunately, we weren't able to play fact or fiction this time. Um, <laughs> so you will remain undefeated on fact or fiction. Um, was I undefeated on that then, was I? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, was, you, yeah, you you yeah. did. You beat you beat me actually. Um, I wasn't <laughs> going to. Um, and Dan dished out a red card as well. So um, <laughs> so typical Mark Halsey fashion. Um, but look, we wish you all the best. Um, enjoy the sunshine in Spain. Yeah. Um, well earned, well earned. Obviously, keep up the good work with with your side as well. Um, keep on the referees' backs as well on a Sunday afternoon in Spain, um, which, which is brilliant to I hear. Enjoy. Listen, I enjoy doing my column in the Sun newspaper as well. So uh, yeah, by all means. And yeah. what we'll do as well, uh, we'll find your club on Twitter and we'll we'll tweet out we'll tweet yeah, out on, the yeah. link to to your club's Twitter yeah. as well. All right. But, yeah, I just um, want to just I just want to say on. I just want to say to Mark Warburton at QPR, keep doing a good job because that's my team. Come on, you ours. Just climb that yeah, table. Yeah, we'll brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> QPR absolutely flying this season. So yeah, very very good. Um, Mark Halsey here is a QPR fan. You heard it here first. Um, absolute pleasure Mark and we wish you all the best and we hope to see all you best. again take care hello sports fans and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show the sports podcast that's by the fans for the fans where you can guarantee explosive debate trending topics big interviews and guests and regular uploads proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.